Hello from Adventurize this is Venturing Beyond 9 to 5. I'm Ritu and I'm Nilly. Thank you for tuning in to season 2 of our podcast. In this season we will be sharing with you our conversations with experienced freelancers across all domains. Hear directly from our guests about all the valuable lessons, tidbits and tricks they've picked up along the way and join us as we dive deeper into the stories behind the thriving freelancing careers they've built. By the way, if you're interested in accessing the ultimate freelancing toolkit and community, then check out our website theadventurize.com that is t h e a d v e n t u r i s e.com and join the adventurize community today. No one is coming. Okay? No one is coming to save you. No one is going to do the marketing job. no one is going to do the graphic job and in the beginning if you are just a freelancer you have you don't have any experience with you you are going to be broke as well if there is no discipline then you cannot become a freelancer mm it's no change to that yeah. yep hi everyone i am ritu co-host of the podcast thank you so much for tuning in for the second season and today we have with us harsh tripathi He is a techie turned writer who's been writing for six plus years now. He's faced a painful career change in his mid twenties, which we'll be discussing a little bit about when we get started. And he discovered LinkedIn as a personal branding and lead generation tool, and since then he's generated over five hundred plus inbound writing leads and helped coaches, CEOs, entrepreneurs build traction on their LinkedIn profiles. Being a LinkedIn personal branding expert himself, he's had over 7 million plus content impressions on his personal profile, which is amazing. And Harsh is here to share with us, you know, everything that he's learned uh, during his corporate job years with 7 plus years of experience that he's had and we'll learn directly from him about all the mistakes he's made all the experience he's had and all the uh, linkedin and freelancing related tactics he's learned along with uh, the way and by the way if you don't know about this already adventurize is a career development platform for freelancers and um if If you would like to talk with any freelancers directly, learn from them, or find mentors to help you advance your freelancing journey, this is the community for you. We launched our WhatsApp group uh, called the Freelance Farm a few days ago, and we've been having a really good response with all the kinds of conversations we have around freelancing and anything and everything that people have to share about their learnings and resources and stuff like that so if you would like to join uh, make sure you sign up and also follow us on instagram and linkedin at adventurize but yeah let's get started now hi harsh thank you so much for being here we really appreciate you taking the time you mentioned that you know between 2015 to 2020 you expanded your career into content marketing content writing and that kind of realm at various different companies what was that like and how exactly was that kind of a job function different from freelancing so it's very different in if you are working in an organization there is a dedicated team that takes care of everything like when i was working in an agency or even in saas startups so you get different teams there is a content team there is a design team then there is uh, one email marketing team then there is a branding team there are different aspects to content it's not just writing all day you have to take care of a lot okay but still you get some kind of support 
whenever you are stuck, you know, okay, if you are, you are, st- you, you get stuck in email, you know, someone from the email marketing team will help. If you need some design help, you know, someone is there. But when in freelancing and you are starting on your own, then definitely you are going to be a one man or one woman army. It's like that Mel Robbins statement, no one is coming. Okay. No one is coming to save you. No one is going to do the marketing job. No one is going to do the graphic job. And in the beginning, if you are just a freelancer, you have you don't have any experience with you, you are going to be broke as well. So the thing is, if you want to if you want to do all the things on social media or if you want to start a YouTube channel or you want to uh, do lead generation, you have to do everything by yourself. That kind of support is always lacking. So it kind of takes a toll on both your physical health and your mental health as well. Discipline, I talk about it last. First of all, you will have to realize that whatever is going to happen, you will have to take care of everything. By the time you gain enough money, so people come to support you and you become credible enough to ask for support, you will have to do everything by yourself. I did it for at least seven or eight months all by myself. Even though I suck at graphic work, I did that myself. So that's the difference. Zero support. Plus zero role, zero clarity about roles and responsibilities. You can you can be working eight hours a day, or you can be just chilling, or you can be working and chilling both. But if there is no discipline, then you cannot become a freelancer. Mm-hmm. There's no change to that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean the only person who can keep you accountable is yourself. So yeah. you have to make sure to you know stay on track and on top of everything for sure. Uh, So from a conversation earlier, I remember that you mentioned that while you were, you know, job searching, you got rejected from one of the places because they saw that you didn't have much posted on your LinkedIn account, which I found kind of surprising. But do you think it's kind of like a common phenomenon amongst content marketing kind of jobs? See, people are always going to judge when you are <laughs> when you are preparing for an interview or you are job you are doing job search. No matter if you are a mid career professional or you are a fresher, people are going to judge you for something. It's not just big, not just about your persona. It's about what you do outside of work. So what happened that time? Well, it was twenty twenty only, and that time I was just out of a job. Five or seven of my offers got rescinded because of COVID. And I got an opportunity. It was the last round with the founder. And everything was done. And I was quite hopeful that, yes, after I step out of this interview, I will be having an offer. But the person in the last round, he asked me, Harsh, can I see your LinkedIn profile? I never even heard about LinkedIn that time. I just made an account six or seven years back and it was totally blank. I think I had maybe seven or eight connections because that was the prerequisite of having a profile on LinkedIn back that time before things evolved. So I opened it in front of him and he saw my LinkedIn profile. It was all bizarre. Nothing was there. Zero posts, seven or eight connections. And he gave me a statement that, Harsh, you are not a fresher, right? I said, yeah, I have five plus years of experience. So he, he gave a very intriguing yet powerful statement that, Harsh, you have five years of experience. You have this eight connections. What all do you do after work? Don't you believe in networking? So that was quite hard hitting and it was very evident that he is not going to select me. And he said to me on this on my face that Hush, even though you are a very promising candidate, we really like your write-up and everything. But seems like you have to work on your networking skills. I always thought we get introvert that 
ओके इफ आई एम एबल टू राइट वेल इफ आई एम वर्किंग इन अ टीम सेटअप देन एवरीथिंग इज स्मूथ फॉर मी दैट वाज काइंड ऑफ यू नो हार्ड हिटिंग थिंग फॉर मी बिकॉज ऑलरेडी आई वाज स्ट्रगलिंग विद जॉब सर्च एंड नाउ समवन इज आस्किंग मी दैट वी आर गोइंग टू रिजेक्ट टू जस्ट बिकॉज यू डोंट हैव अ लिंक्डइन प्रोफाइल सो दैट्स व्हेन आई थॉट आई हैव टू वर्क ऑन माय नेटवर्किंग बिकॉज आई एम नो लोंगर अ फ्रेशर आई कैन नॉट मेक दैट एज एन एक्सक्यूज सो दैट्स हाउ इट स्टार्टेड इन 2020 अप्रैल 2020 इट स्टार्टेड टू बी एग्जैक्ट interesting i mean that does seem kind of extreme where you know being able to network kind of is equated to just being active on linkedin but i do yes. see where that's coming from as well because you know linkedin is the primary way for professional networking especially after the pandemic that everyone's been online but in terms of your content you know just content creation experience it's been over a year at this point that you've been doing it quite consistently yeah. and have had great amount of traction and engagement as well on your profile uh, what have been your biggest takeaways from this content creation journey of yours and what would you be you know top 3 tips be for someone who's uh, just thinking of getting started with content or just as in the early stages of it someone who is just getting started the first question they they should ask themselves is am i going in this profession because i like writing or i am just seeing other people making money and i want to do that there is no problem with the second thing making money is not a problem but if you think that within just one year or one and a half years you will be making as much money as other influencers claim to be then i think writing is not for you second thing mm-hmm. if you just want to write during the work hours and you are not ready to invest you know maybe in any activity maybe it can be writing it can be journaling or maybe uh, reading about writing or even general reading then again writing is not for you and the very third thing you cannot always stay a writer okay no matter you market yourself as a freelance writer in the beginning in the beginning you will always be a generalist then gradually you will become a specialist but you have to traverse the journey of being a content marketer or maybe a growth marketer from a writer writing is the backbone okay it's the foundation if you are a writer you can become you can become a content strategist you can become a content specialist you can become a content marketing professional you can become a general marketing professional writing will help in any of that but unless you aim to become an author or a best best selling author then just writing on a social media platform it's not going to serve you for long mm-hmm. we have a question from twinkle it says yeah i've been looking for gig to manage social media for different clients from different niches and with different ventures as well but i cannot figure out how to bring in the subject expertise in their content as they have so in terms of carousels long form posts and things like that but instagram has reels that has better reach basically so Yeah, how do you make reels when the client doesn't want to appear in the videos? So you know, how do you balance that kind of the need versus what you have? So this kind of situation, it's going to come time and again. Sometimes, what will happen? You will suggest the client something which you will think it it's going to work. The client will say no, or there will be a time when client wants you to do something which will be beyond your expertise. Both situations are going to come. Okay. the so very first thing if you want to avoid these kind of situations ask the client right in the discovery call what is working for you first question and what is not working for you 
and third question what do you think can work for you if we start working together these three questions these can change the entire trajectory because they will exactly tell you okay we did reels it worked for us or it didn't work for us we did long form content it worked for us or it didn't work for us so that will that will help you go through a content audit cycle first okay then based on based on that analysis you can take some examples for instance if you are just going to uh, do a personal branding personal branding for a profile whenever you say something speak from data even if you are speaking from intuition try to add some data element to it if for for instance if i'm working for a fitness coach and i see i say that okay if you are just working on push up videos it's not going to work the person will ask why it won't work then you will have to give an example that this person did this and it didn't work for them and plus some other factors so you have to amalgamate all of these information okay then only you will get a certain answer and you can be on the same page every every now and then you are going to be off page but if you really want to you know have a good working equation with the client you have to understand that understanding will come with time only but before you start working just don't tell about what your services are first see mm-hmm. whether the service that you are offering it actually needed by them or not mm-hmm. the discovery call will help you in that just ask three questions to sum up what is working for you currently what is not working for you currently what do you think according to you can work for you if we if we start working based on that send a proposal then do the discussion then close the deal will take just two or three days but it will save the pain for later right absolutely understanding uh, what the actual need is as opposed to just yes. trying to find solutions without really understanding the problem itself so yeah and i think that's true to you know any running um, your freelancing business in general as well you know you need to be able to understand what where's the gap what kind of uh, area you're trying to solve for and stuff like that moving on talking a little bit more about content creation itself also specifically about linkedin posts is there a particular kind of structure that has worked for you better and you know what kind of uh, post have you noticed tend to work better on linkedin specifically so before you hop on to linkedin or any social media platform or if you want to make a career in marketing in general i'm saying mm-hmm. you have to understand human psychology first think about your life think about others life and see what is it, what what's common like if you are sitting and you just ask yourself what do i want to do now do i want to listen to music music is one common interest do i want to watch a series series is one common interest do i want to read a story story is one common interest do i want to eat something that is one common interest do i want to get surprised these are all human emotions that move us movies why do we like movies why do we like books why do we like novels because stories we are hooked mm-hmm. by stories so the very first advice i give to anyone who is starting on linkedin do stories and don't worry if it's a sad story it's a soft story it's a happy story let the story be story no matter what who says what i have been a lot vulnerable on the platform everyone knows i feel i have nothing to hide okay because whenever you are working in a corporate setting why you have to tell stories i will i will tell you in a corporate setting or even in a work setting it's not that you are always doing work emotions are somehow 
driving it, whether it's a relationship with your colleagues or whether it's a relationship with your employer or it's a relationship with yourself. Then whatever you think, I think you have the right to speech and you should be telling those stories, stories and experiences. Second thing that I tell to people who start on LinkedIn, they say we have nothing to say. How come? I don't believe that. 21 or 22 years of life, I'm just making a general statement. You have been through a lot. You have been through the education system. You have you have been parented. You have friends. You have subjects. You have likes. You have dislikes. And you say you don't have post ideas. Really, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, it makes me feel like that when people say, and I understand. It's not that people ha don't have ideas. It's like they're afraid to, you know, put your put themselves out there. The, you know, that someone is going to judge us. We don't like to get judged. That's not a good feeling. But the reality is, it will help you become more independent. It will help you be more free. Just write what you want to. Start with stories. Your life stories. And the third statement I say to people, stop saying your life is boring. Your life is not boring. It's just that you want to make it boring. So you, do, you don't come up with ideas. So stories is one thing that those kind of posts, comparisons, they, as I said, we have to think from human psychology. What are we driven by? Every day we compare with people. So comparison-based post, how life should be, how life is actually and how you want it to be. We have a tendency to you know, hop onto the past or hop onto the future whenever in the present moment. Just spot such common things, common interest, start with what's common because, you know, we are all in the I will call it a rat race of being different. We just want to prove to everyone that, see, I have something different. Do that if you want to. But first of all, identify the common human elements. Our mutual love for things, our mutual love for stories, for music, as I said, for novels, for food, to get surprised, to get elated, to cry, you know. Talk about all these, think about all these things first and create posts based on that. That will help. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all know for the reels that we watch or the stories that we read on LinkedIn, the moment we read something, it feels like, oh, I've been there, I've done that, or I can totally relate to it, is when you would actually want to read the whole thing or watch the same thing again or send it to your friends or share it and be like, hey, yep. you know, we've been through the same thing. So that absolutely it makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Invoking it, yeah. we want to, you know, we want humor. Why do we like sitcoms? Why people watch Big Bang Theory? If you just think about these small, small things, you are not able to run, 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 run out of content. That is why I never run out of content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I do see where the yep. point of, you know, the hesitance comes from as well. Yes. Uh, which, of course, a big part of it is a fear of judgment and not wanting to, you know, open up your personal stories, the life to people in general. What was your like early part of pushing yourself to put yourself out there and sharing a personal life was like, were you always this comfortable or did you have to, you know, teach yourself that? No, I was not always comfortable. The thing was, I was stuck at home alone for around four or five months during the lockdown. Okay. Mm -hmm. so there was this innate desire to share my life why the term personal branding it hit me because we want to create a unique identity i always wanted that you know to be known for something but i always thought okay this person has reached this stage maybe they do they have something that i don't have as i said 
I sh- we should not say our life is boring. So I got a little time to introspect after, you know, all of the job rejections and whatever ha- incidents happened during 2020, the COVID, all those realizations. And I, I thought, if not now, then when? I'm already in my mid-20s. I have been through a career change. I have, I've seen a lot already, you know. Then someone, someone must get benefit from that. Maybe I will explore something inside me which I don't, don't know. I never knew that I can communicate. I was not a camera person. The person you see me today, I was not that in college. Mm-hmm. I would probably run away from the idea of a podcast or maybe uh, having a live interview where, where you know 30 people are watching me. So that helped me. That introspection that if I don't do it right now, then I'm going to regret it. The videos of Gary Vaynerchuk, they helped me a lot because I watched, I browsed a lot of motivational videos that time. So that's just the idea of regret because he talks about big things and I thought he's talking about so many big things and here I am just afraid about writing my story. I'm not lying. Why should I be afraid? This is one more thing I I, I uh, uh, tell to most uh, people I consult that if it's your story, if you know that you are not lying, just tell it without mm-hmm. the fear of judgment. Your story, no lie, be transparent, be honest. It will always help mm-hmm. you. That's it. Yeah. It's just like the first couple of steps are the hardest part. And then once you're into it, I think, you know, it just yes. comes naturally after a point. So in terms of organization and planning that goes into posting consistently and regularly out of all the other things that you have to do, basically, right? How, how do you go about that? Do you have any, you know, productivity tools or any schedulers online that, you know, automatically post, you batch it. How's your process like? Okay. So until now, the process, the way, way I work with clients and the way I work with me are totally different. For my clients, I have dedicated content calendars to mm-hmm. keep everything on track. But for me, it's been one and a half years. I sometimes write in my notepad some ideas. I have written close to 1600 posts just for myself, not counting mm-hmm. the four seven days for clients. But I don't have a calendar yet. Hard to believe, but I don't have a calendar. Most of the times, I either write on my notepad and then I uh, type it on LinkedIn or I just start the LinkedIn prompt. I mm-hmm. type the post in 15-20 minutes or sometimes maybe 4 or 5 minutes. Because see, if when you are writing from experience, people ask me, how do you create so much content? Why we are struggling? I say... You are struggling because you are not writing from experience or you think your experiences don't matter. When we speak something from experience, when we speak our story, there is something, there is a heartwarming aspect to it that becomes more spontaneous to you. Okay. Because if I ask you, okay, what happened when you were in 11th standard or 12th standard? How did you feel? You don't have to research for it. You will just write it down. It won't take you time and it will come out better than a researched piece. Because you are writing it from heart, from your experience, that will resonate with the reader. So that's my secret. Most of the times I don't even jot down on paper, don't have any productivity tools. Sometimes I use notepads and those sticky notes, you know, so that any idea that that, that comes, that popped into my mind and just, just that because, you know, uh, when you start writing on paper, the idea in your head and by the time you are jotting it on the paper, you forget what you were <laughs> about to write. So just for that, I uh, use some sticky notes. Trello is something I have been using for a while. Trello, 
and mm-hmm. for quick note making either i use google notes and just about two weeks back i started using notion okay. if you ask about productivity tools notion helps mm-hmm. you know on the go on the go you just jot down the idea even if i am you know in you know mother dairy queue or i'm buying groceries and there's some idea comes to my mind i, I just write it down because see mm-hmm. when you are living a life as a writer it's not a job only a writer mm-hmm. can understand you will be frustrated yet joyful all the time mm-hmm. writing is a lot of anxiety so one that point i missed before when you are going to become a writer no matter small writer big writer you are going to live with a lot of anxiety be prepared for that have a anxiety management tool first before you invest in any other tool i would say Airtable, Trello can wait. Probably go so, for Headspace and Calm first. Have <laughs> <laughs> meditation routine to begin with, I guess. And I think in content creation in general, regardless of uh, the fact that you're a writer or not, I feel like because there's always you'd so much information bombarded onto you the moment you wake up. I think you know you naturally ought to feel that way. So uh, we have probably a good time to make a New Year's resolution, start meditating yeah. or something. So in terms of, you know, you're gauging the effectiveness of your uh, LinkedIn posts. Do you have a process? What kinds of metrics do you look at? Or, you know, how do you really effectively judge if you're doing well and what needs to be improved? Things like that. Yeah. For that, from my own observation, I have created some metrics. So the metrics are the very first metric. Am I writing from experience or I am just regurgitating what others are saying? A big Mm no-no. You should be writing from experience. That's one. Second thing. Mm-hmm. Can I add some data or analytics or some scientific evidence to make it more stronger? That is second. Okay. Can I bring around a different rationale to the, you know, accepted advice? Because everyone says, like you said, meditation. Okay. About meditation. Can I, can I include an element, a contrarian element? Because we are wired to, you know, be affected by contrarian opinions. If I say, okay, I don't believe in meditation, that's going to hit you. Because that's against accepted advice. But the third point I'm saying, open it up, can, I, can I justify that with a valid argument, with a valid, valid example mm-hmm. or something I have experienced myself without hurting the other person? So this is one thing, the hurting the other person thing, that is one thing I always take care of. Because I lo- I talk a lot about society, against society, <laughs> to be honest. So I don't want to hurt people because end of the day, those are my opinions. So these three, four things, and yes, fourth thing, is it just sounding like a book or maybe not, not book actually. It, is it just sounding like a informational piece of advice or there is an emotion attached to it. Emotion and empathy. Like if you want to not have one takeaway from this entire conversation, set a target emotion for the for every post that you do. Okay? Set a target emotion for every post that you do. If it doesn't have emotion, please don't write it altogether. Skip. No need. If it has emotion, okay. If it if it, it has emotion, it will automatically come up with the goal. So these three, four points I check. And then the, the PC advice, I would say, take care of the grammar, reduce these sentence length, do proper formatting. Anyone can tell you that. But this is my process. I always take care of emotion. And 
for and which emotion not just humor empathy is the biggest emotion as my mentor told me 6 years back because my writing was quite robotic most people they writing is quite robotic and they don't understand why it is reading so robotic it reads robotic because it doesn't have any emotion any core emotion is not attached to it and on social media the attention spans are very low so you better include an emotion if even if it's not a personal story or a professional story add an emotion okay mm-hmm. and don't hurt people while doing it add data so just 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 to just to sum up speak from your experience number one second thing don't hurt people in the process third thing add a contrarian opinion and when you are adding a contrarian opinion add some data some analytics some scientific evidence to it tell people what they usually do whether they should be doing this or not doing this and last but not the least just post and see from people's advice that okay what people are saying constructive destructive criticism both are going to come and you will learn with experience but with these these three four things i think you can create pretty good posts with time if you don't know how to write that's, at all mm-hmm. that's very strategic i have to say and i think i have been researching social media space and you know what how we could strategize our own marketing plan and this has not come up yet people talk about consistency providing value and all those kinds of you know things that aren't clearly very tangible to actually you know implement but i think you know invoking an emotion in anyone regardless of what format you're making it in whether it's a reel or like a carousel post or whatever that is i think that's a very very solid advice so thank you for sharing that we have a question from audience share us yeah. if If you have any plans of writing a book, and if so, what process would you recommend for someone for writing a book? I do want to write a book, maybe something on personal growth or mental health uh, from my own life experiences. I don't have a process yet, but I can suggest a resource that I have been following for. It's a it's a, a blog called ZenHabits dot net. Okay, mm-hmm. the author is Leo Babuta, and he has. wrote many good books uh, ebooks i would say he has good programs there as well you can also listen to mel robbins i like her advice so i think most people wait even i have been waiting i am guilty of we wait for perfectionism might sound cliche advice whenever we are going to write in the beginning days when i started writing 5 or 6 years back my fear was okay i just want to produce the best piece of content in first go no one should ask me to edit that okay mm-hmm. then one day my mentor said hush that's not going to happen you cannot create a good piece of content in just one go just do one thing you know uh, sometimes what happens is you write three four paragraphs and they are not in sync with each other they mm-hmm. they seem to be totally disconnected he said write disconnected write disconnected and then connect afterwards Don't worry. If you want to do the write the conclusion first, go for it. You want to write the body first, do that. You want to write the intro first, do that. Don't follow any standard advice. See what works for you. So what happens? I was very uh, fearful that time because the intro I would always used to write at last because the body I used to research from the web, so that was easy to write. But to hook the audience, the intro mm-hmm. and the outro, how to end 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 a blog piece or how to end a post, that used to be the most difficult things for me mm-hmm. because there the right emotion has to be there and you have to handle a lot of objections okay 
So whenever I coach people or teach people about writing, I say, whenever when you read something, आपके माइंड में भी ऐसा थॉट आता है बहुत बार ये क्या लिखा है वट इज दिस जस्ट जज योर राइटिंग ऑन दोज पैरामीटर्स कैन समन थिंक दिस वे वाई रीडिंग माई राइटिंग अगर ऐसा है तो अकाउंट फॉर दोज ऑब्जेक्शन इन योर राउंड ऑफ एडिट सो दैट्स अ वेरी ब्रॉड टॉपिक बट इज ऑल एंड ऑल यू विल हैव टू फिगर आउट योर ओन सिस्टम यू हैव टू सी वट वर्क फॉर यू Sure, take my advice. I can tell what works for me. Okay, deviate from the point a little. So yes, coming about book writing, a book consists of maybe twenty chapters. Okay, if you cannot write twenty chapters, I would say just write one page. I think the the type of LinkedIn post I have written, people have said, why don't you make a book out of it? And even I was thinking, why why can't I? I can. Okay, disparate sources, as I said, right? Disconnected, then connected afterwards. It will make certain thing. You can always refine. So yes, the process of writing a book is just the same of you know, writing uh, blog posts. Twenty blog posts, thirty blog posts, they can become a book. So see it small. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for listening to Venturing Beyond Nine to Five with Ritu and Nimi. We hope you found this episode interesting and enjoyable. Please follow us on Instagram at adventu.rise and on LinkedIn at adventurize. That's all for today. See you next time.